following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Okay. <laughs> Hold all your comments till the end so I don't have to edit these tapes. Spend hours editing up the full letter words. Like the electronic medical record. <laughs> okay, so uh, speaking of L'chaim, we're going to talk about today. I'm not sure where we're going. There's two. I want to, like I was saying before the holidays, I tried to connect the holiday to medicine somehow. And uh, I've been doing this class for a number of years, so we, we sort of I ran out of topics after the first year. <laughs> um, so now it's 15 years later, so it's a little tough. But that's why I bring a lot of books. So in case one topic doesn't work, we can go to the next one. So to show you how desperate I got, yeah, so we're going to start with this. I was on, uh, there was a, this annual uh, YU has something called a Svarim sale. They have a Jewish book sale once a year online. So I happened, I always put in medical stuff, so I found uh, two books. Both happened to be, so one of them is getting really desperate. This book, um, if anyone wants to buy it, it's $9. It's called Sukariot Vilchotel. <laughs> which means diabetes and halacha. Okay, so we're, good. we're going to the bottom of the barrel here. Um, but this person published a whole book, not very large, but all the laws of diabe diabetics are relevant to Jewish law. So, happened to last night at around 1 a.m. when I was trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about today. So I noticed he does have a piece on Purim here, it's an interesting piece. Maybe not so uh, relevant here, but so the the, the issue um, discussed, as we know, there are four mitzvot associated with Purim. Okay, four mitzvot that someone has to do on Purim, that we're obligated to do on Purim. How are you? Thank you so much, Rabbi Wallach. Um, mitzvah number one is listening to the Megillah. Okay, that's this Saturday night. And again, in the morning, on Sunday morning, before you play around the golf. So that's Saturday night, Sunday morning. That's one mitzvah. That's counted as one. Um, you then go at night, you get a half a point. Uh, speak to your local rabbi. I'm not sure about that. Um, if you eat the fertility cookies while you're listening to the Megillah, then maybe, maybe you get a half a point. Um, num mitzvah number two is um, giving gifts to the poor. It's called Matanot Le'avyonim. So there's a specific mitzvah. No, we always have a mitzvah of charity, but on Purim, specific mitzvah to give two poor people. Sorry, am I mixing that up? No, it's at one least. Poor. It's got to be plural. Matanot Le'avyonim. Right, right, plural. So two, you have to find two um, indigent people who need don't even have enough, we have very little money, and you're supposed to give the money, Jews. Okay, the, the, the goal, as we'll see, the goal of Purim is to make, is to make people joyous. Okay, so you do that by giving poor people money, then there's another mitzvah. And, and did you say that it has to be Jews that you give the money yeah, to? Yeah, to make Jews joyous, because it's Purim. Because we're xenophobic. You can give it to non-Jews too, but you haven't fulfilled your mitzvah. The obligation for this specific mitzvah is to make other Jews happy on the holiday. I thought the Jews were all rich. That's, so that's it's the laughing, but it's it's actually it's tough no, to find, it's tough to find. Believe it or not, people who oh, it's a certain level of below a level of poverty, which almost doesn't exist at least today in the United States, at least in the Jewish community. So it is it's the laughing, but it's it's not so. My simple. wife told me when we met, she said till she met me, she'd never known a poor Jew. <laughs> Interesting. You should have come to Brooklyn, hung out in Brooklyn more often. We knew plenty of them. This was a compliment? No, it was a sociological observation. Just an observation. She was telling him she wasn't marrying for his no, money. No. Yeah, well, if you <laughs> Don't think you're marrying from New York, then it might be true. Might yeah. be. But the truth is, no, so I'm saying, of course, there are poor Jews, but the level of poverty, the normal level of what's called an Evion, is, um, I think, it means someone who literally doesn't have enough for the, f he only has enough for the next two meals. Do you, do you okay. have to give it individually, or can you give it to a charitable, to, and you make a contribution to a charitable fund that distributes? Right, so the, so there are funds, because it's not easy to find, so there are, you can, there are funds like in Israel or in other cities that specifically, have supposedly, know people that fit the criteria, or 
some of the criteria. The issue is, because in, in Israel it's easier to find that, um, the problem is it has to be distributed on Purim. So you can give before Purim, but you have to make sure they're distributing it. The mitzvah is to distribute the monies on Purim itself. You know, right. If you give it before Purim, it's just regular charity. Can Purim be on Shabbat? No, it's not. <coughs> no, it's, it, it's not it can't be on Shabbat. It can never fall on Shabbat. Kind of Esther this year is on Shabbat, so but we push so it off to Thursday. You gave the money push to it, that right. fund. Before Purim. Well, before and they Purim, it doesn't count. But you gave it to them on Purim. No, no you can give it to be the be fund before Purim as long as they distribute, distribute the money. On Purim. On Purim. Okay, so um, I, if anyone, not making an appeal, but I do have a list of people that I give out money to if anyone wants to give, uh, fulfill the mitzvah. Um, but in any case, the, the, the that's not mitzvah number, th- I don't remember, two, three. The other, another mitzvah is. Um, mitzvah of what's called matana shloch manot, which is a similar concept, but it's not only for poor people. That is to give a gift to one person to fulfill the mitzvah of two f- types of food. Again, it's to make people joyous. So you're giving them on the Purim day. Um, uh, it's called mishloch manot. You give them a food gift. Suppose this better something that they can use at their meal. We're going to talk about that. Okay. And the and the last but not least mitzvah is the mitzvah of um, getting inebriated um, on Purim Day, um, and, we'll, and that's a separate mitzvah, which we'll also talk about. It's relevant to uh, medicine also. So I want to first we're going to address the um, I don't remember what number I said. The fourth mitzvah, which is Mishloch Manot. So the the question becomes, I um, mean, this is a question posed. I guess the guy, like I said, is very desperate to write this book, and the question he has here is, let's say I give Mishloch Manot to Again, to, to someone who has diabetes. And I'm giving them sugar, things that they can't eat. I know medically they can't eat. But it will make them happy. <laughs> That's the question. If they eat it, it will make them happy, but it will make their doctor sad or their spouse. So the question is, have, can I fulfill my mitzvah by giving a diabetic, um, let's say, hamantashim that are not sugar-free? Okay, it's a very important question. Um, People spent thousands of years discussing this. When we go into ketoacidosis, it's like Adloyata. Well, I'll, I'll bet somewhere they're making diabetically, diabetic friendly. You do actually, believe it or not, my mother, now that I'm mentioning, I just realized my mother is diabetic. And my, I told my daughter to go online to look for, you know, they have these websites, you can order Mishlach Manat, they deliver it on Purim in the New York area. So she, I said, find something sugar-free, and they did have a sugar-free option at this website. So that, but let's say you didn't choose the f- sugar-free option, and you're sending the person who's, who cannot eat sugar. You so basically you're sending them. Sh- the qu- the question is the idea is to make them joyous. If they can't eat this, so they're not going to be joyous. So have you fulfilled your obligation or not? It doesn't say that the person has to be joyous in the recipient. It just says matano. I mean, uh, it doesn't say actually that there's any joy in the giving or the receiving. It's just that you have to do it. Well, it's just the act of doing it. Okay. But if you give something that you know the person shouldn't have, it's not showing compassion or kindness. It's showing anger and hate. Because That's a good quote, quote point. So meaning, meaning, if anything, sometimes, like I can tell my mother, if you're going to send someone who's diabetic a good piece of cake and they can't eat it, they get depressed on the contrary. Yeah. The, I don't talk about anger, you know, hate. Because well, I send someone a good cake, it doesn't mean they hate, but I'm saying, but, over, you know, the emotion elicited from the recipient could be worse than, you know, you're not making them happy, you're making them sad because they can't eat. If, if right, so that's the question. Eat chocolate and somebody gives you a box of chocolate, you don't like that. Yeah, you can make an <laughs> argument that you can make so. an argument that it just means spirited. Yeah, yeah you okay. can make an argument or, or it's unintended. You're, you're right. Yeah, it's unintended, but I'm saying it still get the person depressed. Doesn't 
That's no, not part of it. Not, not necessarily. It's the thought that counts. You're thinking about the methylfluoroxine. And secondly, the fact that they can't eat it might actually be a mitzvah. Because even if it's uh, sugar-free, it's got calories in it to make them fat. I mean, you could make the but case wait, that... When, when NCSY hmm? or when our shul does it, they don't, they don't discriminate between, oh, are you diabetic? When right, they receive it? What they do, well, the question is, so can you fulfill your mitzvah? So the, the mitzvah has nothing to do with the attitude of the recipient. It has nothing to do with it. So let, let me take a more extreme. I can tell you, when I was in high school, so I, there was a friend. Why is the voices emanating? I think someone's on the phone. There's some, she's working. Doesn't sound like it. Um, so the, the, when I was in the yeshivas, I once, uh, Purim, Spirit of Purim, I went to, there was a rabbi in the yeshiva, I went to the supermarket, I bought boars that had um, a bottle of pickled pig's knuckles. I'm trying to remember what else was in there. And I, that's, that was the shalachmanis, everything non-kosher. Totally, like, you know, to give to the Yeah, to give to the rabbi. It was a, <laughs> a Purim joke. Yeah. So did I fulfill my mitzvah in that case? According to what you're saying, listen, I, I did the shah, I gave him gifts of food. The fact yeah, that, that he's prohibited from eating no, that, that's is irrelevant. That's what you said. Sure, if it made him laugh. Yeah, if it made him laugh, maybe that's fine. Well, if but it's I mean, not food, if it's not edible by the person. I can't, I can't focus on I'm not able to put <laughs> I love I love shushing the librarian. It's great. <laughs> I have to I have to wait. I have to fold. Um, she can say we're into fair Right. So what are you saying in that case? Why is that different than this case? Um I'm actually not sure it is different. You're saying I if I fulfilled my mitzvah there. Pickled pickled pillock. I, I would argue that you gave non-food because it's not edible by the person you gave it to. When you do a mitzvah, yeah, the, but forget, so you're saying from even from in the case of diabetic, so you'd say the same thing. It's not edible to the person you gave it to. Yeah, I, I, if you knowingly do it, you know. So you're disagreeing with Ron? Yeah, if you're forget him in if you're doing a mitzvah and it involves another human being, and you don't take into consideration the other human being, I don't think you're doing a mitzvah. That's a very good point. That's a general problem, by the way. Uh, in all, it's a good point. And many, fortunately, many people in their zealousness to do various mitzvahs uh, offend other human beings, which itself is, it's, it's a very good point. But the question is, is this offensive? So Shelley's saying it might not even be offensive. You know, as a person, it's a thought that counts. You know, just because just because I don't like marshmallows, someone says, sends me marshmallows in my shachmanas. Does that mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to be, I mean, today some people will be offended by that. I'll try to, but, Think about all the, but the point is, if but it doesn't know. mean, does you that mean the person didn't fulfill the mitzvah? Uh, yes. <laughs> 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 Thanks for asking. <laughs> 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 if you just did marshmallows. Nah, I'm saying I know he didn't like marshmallows. This was my issue. You know. Listen, many times, most people, a lot of people don't like wine, you know. You know the rabbi isn't going to do pig's knuckles and you do it on purpose because you know it's funny that's no mitzvah <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know well, I don't know what the rabbi unless he delivers him dressed in drag but it's a but it can bring joy because he probably got a big kick out of it but you may have actually touched the pig knuckle juice and touched your lips was in and a you may go in to a straight to hell it was in a jar it was in a jar sure is it a jar? Okay, so so uh, let's see what the survey says. Oops, he can't listen to me. Totally. He's finally joining us. So this is, again, this is from this book. If anyone wants to purchase the book, it's called Sukariot Hilchotel. Uh, What's that mean? Sugar? Uh, it's, it's really candies and diabetes. No, no, no. There's the word for that. It's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sukkar is a word for sugar in Hebrew, modern Hebrew. The name for diabetes is Sukarot. Sukarot. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sukarot. Sukarot Is it Sukarot? Um, 
halachic issues binosei sukariot of pikoch nefesh relevant to diabetes and life endangerment. This guy must have been diabetic or an anachronology. He clearly has uh, relative somebody. Okay, so so uh, <laughs> so let's read some of the. Let's read what he says. So the question is like this: Mishloch manot shaleich lechaveral. his friend doesn't eat them since he has that he's a diabetic he's prohibited from eating foods that have sugar did the sender fulfill his obligation of the mitzvah so tshuva the answer is what do you know the uh, the halachic decisors are unsure, and this, there is disagreement as to this question. They talk about. Let's say I sent someone raw meat um, in shalom. It's not pig's meat. Kosher beef. The, at least it's the meat is fit for the one that sent it, for the recipient. He has to do a process to make it edible, but it is edible after he cooks it. Okay, so that's fine. But foods that have sugar We know the person who's rece- who, who you're, you're sending it to, the recipient, cannot eat it. Even though they themselves fit the criteria of what's sufficient for shalach manos, okay, they're, they are food, as you were saying, they're food. They're just to this recipient, they're not edible. On the other hand, we can say maybe it doesn't fulfill his obligation. Kasev Arava Goen Yaakov Ariel, I think he's a person who's still alive today, in Israel, Shadavar Talui. This is an old argument. Nothing new under the sun in Judaism. It's an old argument from, from thousands of years ago. Trumat Adeshin was an early authority. I'm not sure what the Manot Levi was. He says, The question is, what's the root cause behind the mitzvah of sending these gifts? The Trumat Adeshin states, The purpose, the goal of the mitzvah is, The purpose of sending these food gifts is for the person should be able to to fulfill the idea of having a feast on Purim. He's supposed to have a feast on Purim Day of food, of good foods. Okay, so you're supposed to send foods that the person can eat at his feast. The recipient is the purpose of the mitzvah, is the goal of the mitzvah. Where, so where does it say that? I know, but what, where do they get that? Where do they get that? That's that's how he's interpreting the, the Trumat Adeshin. No, the, the footnote is he's saying that according to Trumat Adeshin, the goal is to send you things that you can eat during your feast, during I your Suda. So therefore, obviously, this is the goal is for the recipient. And he can eat them. He's saying suda. is and everybody knows. He's not trying no, to. No, no, he's it. not saying it. He's, he's interpreting the words of the Trumat Adeshin. The words of Trumat Adeshin are the purpose of this mitzvah is to send foods that the person can eat at their Suda, at their Purim right. Suda. Right. Which is, takes place during the day, the Purim right. feast. Right. So he's saying it's clear from him. they're separate him. mitzvahs. They're separate mitzvahs. No, no, that's the mitzvah of Mishloch Manot. The Suda, Manot. The suda said, was a separate. True, but he's saying the purpose of Mishloch Manot, of the mitzvah of sending 
gifts of food is you're supposed to send them things that they can have a feast with. So they're linking the two yes, mitzvahs. Yes, exactly. Even Before though the they're distinct. Leaking. Yes, he's so this is a this is a chiddush. Yes, totally um, new. That's a true. So there's tradition. no footnote here. He's just making this up. True matadashin is saying right, this is the stated purpose. Okay, I got it. Yeah. So he's not based on anyone else. He's making this new. Okay, I, I didn't see the true matadashin side, but he. Yeah, that, that, that's okay. really a, a core principle of charity, and the purpose of charity isn't so that you can feel good about having given it. The purpose of charity. But this is, is not charity. <laughs> This well, is in a certain but, sense, but, the goal but, is but to he's saying it is make not. the person joice. Yeah, but not a chance. mitzvah in general isn't just so that I can say, man, I got some points Checked today. it off my, my Actually, it is, I think. Bucket list. I would argue that it is. I would argue that most of no, the No, that's the biblical mitzvahs. Here, we, I it's understand, but I would say thing, most... The, the, he's saying the stated purpose, the rabbis yeah. instituted this, as we said, is to... The goal of Purim is to make people joice. I, so, I understand, so therefore, all the mitzvahs. If, if you do the mitzvah and you didn't fulfill your goal, no, but, you, but that you defeated the purpose. People feel joyous is not. That's not in the description of the mitzvahs. That's a, a more modern overlay. Yeah, like uh, Hebrew no, no, you're not. You're not making the dead person joyous. That's for sure. Correct. I mean, no, no. I'm talking about not in all mitzvahs. In specific, in these the two mitzvahs, the mitzvahs of Purim, they all have joy behind. I mean, getting drunk for most people. But that's that. Except the next drunk is not a mitzvah. I mean, the Sudan is a mitzvah. Yeah, but in within the Sudan, he's supposed to get an Ibri. Okay, but that, we'll again, we're... The, the point is, I'm, point I'm just showing you yeah. that joy is the theme of Purim. Okay, I understand that So that's making other people joyous, uh, not only so. Actually, I, nice. I, I think I would make an argument that sure. even the biblical mitzvahs are to make others happy. Even if that other is God. I mean, you're, you, you, do the, you don't do the mitzvah so that you can say, I did a mitzvah. Oh, first, I, would, I, would I don't think God does happy. Huh? <laughs> I don't think God don't does happy. <laughs> Why not? It's not his thing. I mean, he's God. He doesn't, have, he doesn't need happy. Oh, but he's uh, euphemism for whatever I mean. I think God mitzvah, takes joy in, in, in his feel, creation. Even if it's only Maybe good. Maybe. You, feel good. you still are making he says somebody feel better. It was good. It's good. Well, not with every and it's usually somebody it's other than you. Even no, I'm saying if I'm putting on Philip, no happy one's feeling better. But the I'm not feeling better. My arms are feeling better. Yeah, I'm, if he gets mad, yeah. he's going get happy. But so yes, you're getting closer to God. I mean, oh, okay. That's so, true. so if you're talking so about a relationship with God, to a that's a different That's a different. You get a relationship between a person or God. But shaking a lulav, putting on tefillin, building your sukkah, doing chalot, lighting candles. Like all those are, I don't. They're 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 nice, they're fine, but they could be neutral and still you satisfy the obligation. Probably not. Probably there's got to no, be some. No, for sure you do. Paying sacrifices. Do yeah, I mean, it, you, you get check, 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 check. But no, it could be there's your There's two parts of the mitzvah. I've got to light the candles, or I'll go straight to hell. I don't think that's a mitzvah to light the candles. But even if that is your <laughs> attitude and you light the candles, it's okay. And you go straight to hell. Well, that also may be true. <laughs> I mean, it, it may be. I don't want my father to spin in his grave. Well, that's that's okay. But that's fine. The that's benefit that's of the father the other, spinning. That's for another that comes after you. Yeah, I don't know if you're well, right. I had okay. a guy once. It's there's a true story. Unfortunately, I had a guy who was uh, he, the kid. I, would, I spent countless hours with this kid. I got him to go to yeshiva, and he dropped his shiksa girlfriend. It was like he went all the way, only because of this guy. I mean, he had him some emotional issues, but he he did it out of fear of hell. It was the only reason. And then this is a true story. Believe it or not, only in Eastern. Then, after like two years of this, he found out that he's really not Jewish. Halachically. <laughs> <laughs> and he was pissed as hell. He said, he called me, he doesn't talk till this day. He's pissed at me. He, he said, I dropped my girlfriend, he had a beautiful girlfriend, I did all this, and now I found out I'm not Jewish. He's like, and he didn't want, he said, I'm not, like, he wasn't interested in converting, he wasn't interested in it, he was scared of going to hell. He said, like, that's the only reason he did it. And then he found that he's not Jewish. Well, he had a point. <laughs> I was scared. I mean, this guy was really angry at me. <laughs> he blamed it all on me. If he really were Jewish, he wouldn't have been afraid of going to hell. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. We should have a, a class on whether or not, on what's the reason you're supposed to do this. Oh, well, you know the reason. The question is, like Ron's saying, do I fulfill a mitzvah even if the reason wasn't the, the purported reason, the reason for the mitzvah, 
is not achieved. They just did the act. Meaning, is the mitzvah the motion? That's really the question here. Is the mitzvah going through the motions, or is the mitzvah to achieve the stated purpose of the mitzvah, which is the goal? That's the question. So it could be a simple question. Let's say I give charity to to a poor person, and he spends it on drugs. Did I fulfill my mitzvah? You know, he's, he's, the guy's starving, well, he can't pay his rent, did, he hasn't paid, but he, then he spends it on, on a pack of cigarettes. So did I fulfill my mitzvah? I mean... We had this discussion about the purpose of medicine, that if it's healing, that we always, that we never achieve, fulfill the mitzvah, because no, everybody exactly dies. Right. No, not that. I mean, let's say I'm an oncologist. Right. So you know, it's healing people are mitzvah. I, my job is I lose five patients a day in being in college. Did you so did I, did I get a mitzvah? <laughs> I get a mitzvah when the well, patient dies. It's if, if a good question. It's a good now. If you've only had four people die without your ministrations, it's probably well, not a, a mitzvah. I, I struggle with this every day, and, and like much how the many same, of your patients die? Yeah, no, much the same way. Like, are we, are we putting on film because my father would have wanted me to, or because? I want to get closer to God. I, I work. I work as a surgeon. I'm really very interested in taking pride in my work and getting good results. Not because I'm deserved, because that makes me feel good that I've been able to make a, a difference. But I'm really not. Yeah, but in surgery, all not, we care about is the result. As long as the patient's healed. When it comes to the mitzvah, it's a different question. Yeah, but we care about but the sometimes other people are are better, are, are more ethereal in their uh, in their intentions. So does that make me less good or the same? Or does it really matter if I put on the filling because my father wanted me to put on the filling? Or because I'm... Right, well, it well, I'll tell you, no, it, it does matter. matter. When I'm going to a surgeon, I don't care if he's, why, if he's doing it because he wants to make a lot of money or because he... He's idealistic, and that's irrelevant to me. As long as he's the best surgeon, it's bad. I don't care. As long as the result is good, I don't care what the guy's intentions. When it comes to a mitzvah, there might be a difference. So now I'm putting on. Do you want a rabbi who's being a rabbi because he wants? You get credit because he wants to make the money. Or better yet, you ask Yossi about his father's tefillin when he found out 60 years later that they never had any cloth inside. Your grandfather. All your grandfather. Sorry, all those years that he was putting on tefillin, did he not fulfill? The mitzvah of tefillin. Of course. Yeah. No, <laughs> just the idea. Is, you know, what is the motivation? So I sort of like joke. I used my my parents used to tell the guy says, you know, I put on tefillin every day. I never turn on the lights on Shabbat. Right. I don't ride. I give to. Oh, one second. I just, I just want to. I'm not a religious man. Right. No. But I am not but religious. But those are getting mitzvahs. You get mitzvahs. So one second. So, but I want to just make a distinction here. So all these points are well taken. Meaning there is a question of intent with mitzvahs. Here, that's not the question on the table question is, is there an, a, a required result for this mitzvah or not? Is there a required result of making the person, I mean, it's irrelevant, your intentions are not the point here. Could be I don't know he's diabetic, it could be I do know he's diabetic, could be my intention was to screw, to, to make the guy feel bad. That's irrelevant. The issue here is, there's a mitzvah of giving gifts of food. Is there a required result to that mitzvah, which is the person should be happy because of your gift? Or not. So he's saying really yes, there is. He didn't say, well, the first opinion he's yeah. saying is, according to the true so tradition, far. the result, it has to be something that is possible for him to use for as a pseudo. So if he, yeah. this guy can't eat it, um, for whatever reason, in this case for medical reasons, so then you didn't achieve your required result. But that's sort of as argument. It's not really a gift. If he can't use it, it's not really a gift. Yeah. So that's that not true. Most people come to your house for dinner, Shabbat dinner, they bring you a gift. You, you're going to re-gift it. You're not, you're not <laughs> using it. It doesn't mean they... But you, then you can use thought it. That then you can use oh, it. But that there's, that a, but there's a huge <laughs> difference in something that he brought the gift, he could eat it, Decides to give it to re-gift. He probably doesn't like it. It's kind of like bringing broccoli, <laughs> fruit cake, or fruit cake <laughs> on Christmas. It's, it's not a great gift. <laughs> Nobody likes fruit cake. I've never <laughs> met someone that eats fruit. Cake. Yeah, but both of them are not here. <laughs> but, Especially the sugar-free fruit. But sugar-free. But if you give something on purpose, that you are having nefarious reason to give because. I've got to give him this, but I don't like him, yeah. and so I'm going to give him something that I know but he won't use. A fat That's not a mitzvah. A fat person, I don't I don't. Like well, it depends. You know, Winston Churchill said the lady Astor, lady Astor says, what if, uh, what, he said, um, 
to him, Winston, if, if you were my husband, I'd uh, poison you. He, I'd said, take he poison. said, if you were my wife, I'd take it. Right. So that gift would be a real blessing. <laughs> right. the poison. I mean, it isn't always clear. Right, right. right. But, but she would not, she would not uh, get the check mark for the mitzvah. <laughs> poisoning him. Poisoning him. <laughs> Unless she knew that he wanted it. Exactly. So again, so you're going back to intention. Yeah, so I, I, let's, I don't know so let's move away from intention first. In, in law, <laughs> let's ignore say, intention. No, I'm saying initially because I don't think that's the question here. How do you right. separate the mens rea or the scienter, the knowledge of, of the So there crime. is. So what you're saying, there is a general question in all of Jewish uh, law, which is, there's a machlok, there's two opinions, of course. And we rule like like I'll explain which one, but there is a machloket if mitzvahs trichas kavan or mitzvahs ain't trichas kavan. Do mitzvahs need intent or not when I'm doing the mitzvah for the intent of the mitzvah? So there is a question. Meaning, if I just you know uh, eat, ma- let's say I didn't know it was Pesach, I was eating matzah. It happened to be Pesach. Okay, I didn't I didn't realize it was Pesach. I'm stuck in you know in s- desert somewhere, or I thought Pesach is tomorrow night. I messed up on the calendar. Okay. And I didn't realize it was Pesach, and I'm eating my matzah. Did I fulfill the mitzvah of matzah or not? So that is a question, is, which is an intent question. Do I need intent to fulfill the mitzvah? But that's not this question yet. Okay, so, but, but there is, intent is important. We do rule, by the way, that mitzvah strichos kavana. That means you have to have intent to do the mitzvah. If my intent is not to do, the, is, do is doing something else, happens to be that I did the action of a mitzvah, you didn't get the brownie point. I thought that's not the story with tefillah, with prayer. I thought yeah, you were for sure, because if you're praying, what are you doing? You're just talking to the wall. No, no, I thought they said that... It, you don't believe in God, but I'm praying. Argument, no, the argument was that okay, would, you rather, would you rather pray and not believe in what you're doing, or believe and not do it? Remember, there was this whole argument, just, and the answer was, do policy. it. They said, just keep praying, and eventually... Yeah, that's something else, yeah. That's, no, it. that's... Meaning uh, that's a mission of Pirkei It says, right. Even if I'm doing something for the wrong right. purposes, eventually, eventually, if you do the action, eventually you'll come to do it for the right purpose. But that doesn't mean you're getting the points in the first Why ten not? times. Why not? Until you get, that's not what it's saying. It it's not say saying that, that. It didn't say you're not. Right, but I'm saying it is. But so no I'm saying it's not a contradiction. You're, you're, you're asking a question. I'm saying it's not contradictory to what we're saying. Because we rule the halach is mitzvah kavana. That means if I'm eating matzah on Seder night, I didn't know it was Pesach, I haven't fulfilled my mitzvah. That's the halacha. According to that? Yeah, well, we rule. The halacha rules. We chose that answer. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay, That's so... That's why everything you do in life has to be preceded by Eden Ibn I see. Well, no, that's Hasidic, that's CBGB, Zohar, Kabbalistic stuff. But, As opposed but, uh, to the other. Right. But uh, <laughs> the point is that... <laughs> so meaning... Um, the question is... But it's not so simple, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, meaning... meaning in ca- that's when I'm eating matzah. Or, for example, a guy's putting on film, but he doesn't believe in God. Then the guy needs to be locked up. You're wrapping black straps around your hand, <laughs> and you're an atheist, so there's something wrong. With you. So right? you're putting on so film, and you're saying the Shema. You acknowledge, in saying the Shema, you have to acknowledge in your head you're doing a mitzvah. Yeah, well, it's obvious. That's what I'm saying. If someone's putting on film, the only reason they could be doing it is for the mitzvah, unless they're in some film, Wait, unless they're in Fiddler. No, I don't really want to do it. I'm only doing it because my father did it, and right. he didn't give him, he'd give him joy if I did it. That counts. But again, meaning, the point is, it doesn't mean I have to go to the mikvah and, you know, have all these Kabbalistic thoughts. It means I know I'm doing a mitzvah. That's the point. So all I have to do. So I'm doing even from, and the, the motives behind my action is because I want to make my father happy. But I know I'm doing a mitzvah. That's sufficient. Okay, that, that's different than I know my father is an atheist and this would really piss him off, so I'll do it. <laughs> I think that's not a mitzvah. You would still no, get meaning, credit. No, if you're an atheist and your father's an atheist, but you do, you're doing it to piss off your father, that's where you won't get because then my kavad is not for the mitzvah. You totally if your father's an atheist you're just, and you're pissing him off, but you know you're doing a mitzvah, again, you're doing all the you mitzvah need is to piss him off. <laughs> right, you know that you're doing a mitzvah, that's sufficient. <laughs> Nah, okay. I, I don't, I'm not that's sure why, that's by the way, the, the I think, sure I think that's that's men's reaccounts. The six thirteen, you know, is, uh, the, according to Nachmanides, belief in God is not one of is not a mitzvah. Why? Because he says it's a prerequisite for all the mitzvah. Because if if you don't believe in God and you're doing mitzvahs, then you're totally. Besides, it would be too difficult. 
you know, then you then then you you what are you doing? You're just a nut. You need to be locked up. Right, you put in a straitjacket. Like I have a friend who I told you I spoke about him many times. You met him. Who is uh, he's what's called orthoprax. He doesn't believe in God, but he practices orthodoxy. He like that. That's like he's like the joke I said. Yeah. What What do you mean believe in God? Yeah. I mean a lot of people have doubts. I mean believe. No, that's the doubts. Okay. Doubts, doubts are different. Like, yeah, yeah. Believing the opposite. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. You could just be he neutral. Claims, on the subject, uh, he claims you know, he really believes believe God is a chocolate chip. Yeah, but, but neutral is different than God is a chocolate chip. Uh, whatever. He has a whole theory. I don't really believe him. I thought. Woody I, Allen of course, said, he I'm really not an atheist. God. I'm the, the guy loyal can't opposition. be going through his whole life <laughs> doing this. I mean, and sure. doing everything. This guy comes to you know Shabbos Shabbos and everything and not believe in God. I mean, it's, it's impossible. Impossible. I think it's an ongoing joke. Probably. Yes. No, it is. It is. And he has a whole movement they started uh, of these people. He you know, has a large following, people who do this. But, uh, but that goes, that's, a, that's a different story. So again, the, the issue is less <laughs> intent. The question is, if there's a stated goal for the mitzvah, do I have to achieve that goal, or is the action sufficient? So, so the intent is not the issue here yet, I think. Let's, let's read a little more. Um, so that's opinion number one. Ah, so we're on the fourth line in the third paragraph. He says, Ah, with that Manot Halevi, according to this other book, which I am not familiar with, Hamatarahi Ligalot Hava Veachva Ishrev. The intended purpose of sending gifts of food is to reveal your love and friendship to that person. The goal is, like you're saying, it's the thought that counts. So I'm sending them a beautiful box of chocolates, right? Just because they can't eat it doesn't mean I'm still expressing my my thoughts to that person. It's like you're buying your wife a piece of jewelry she's never going to wear. Right? So of course, she's in the beginning, you know, she's not happy about it. She's not going to express the spirit of the thought that counts. You bought her the, the piece. The just because you. My ass look really nice. <laughs> okay, so just because. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, just uh, um, just because you you you, bought, you you she's never gonna put on that piece of jewelry that doesn't make that you stole you expressed your love for her, okay, um, by giving that gift. It's the intent that counts. And here here actually that's what it's saying. It's the intent that counts. I expressed my my love for this person by giving them these gifts. Now what they're gonna do with it? They like it. They don't like it. That's not my problem. He doesn't like marshmallows. Why is that my problem? Okay, so that's the second opinion. Um, so you're saying it depends on those two opinions as to what the stated cause is for the shlachmanis. Is it to use at the at the feast, which this person can use at the feast if they're diabetic, at their own feast, or is the purpose um, just to express a show of friendship? Also, Sam Sofer, he goes on to say, Sam Sofer was a 16th century authority in. Czechoslovakia, I'd like to say, somewhere over there. Um, he proves from the Ramah in the Shulchan Aruch that the Ramah is of the opinion like the Manot Alevi. How does he see that? I don't know, he doesn't say. In our situation, then you would fulfill your obligation. Which is a sweet apple pea. Even though the, res- the recipient cannot eat them, he increases love, and friendship. Not over More to go. I had to write a book. Bram, but that Hagoyan Reb something north, Shua north. He states explicitly, you have not fulfilled your obligation of sending shlachmanot. When the Recipient cannot eat them. Why? says the whole stated purpose of the mitzvah is to make your your friends happy. Where does that say? No footnote for that statement either, right? No footnote. Okay. not on this line. Since this diabetic cannot have any joy in accepting these sweets, Vadraba says it's possible Sheshlafilo, like you mentioned, Akbat Nefesh. He's gonna have uh, pain from it. <laughs> this beautiful chocolate sitting on his table. It's awesome Sh- strawberry short strawberry shortcake. And he and he, and he can't eat it. So it's causing him pain if anything. 
So it's the opposite stated goal of the mitzvah. So Eina Yotzi Dechava. So Reb Nuruk said, you're not, you haven't fulfilled your mitzvah. Okay. Most diabetics I know would just eat it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> if they won't, didn't like it so much, they probably wouldn't have been diabetic anyway. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't like it. That's the oh, problem. They like, like it, but they're not allowed to eat it. So sort of you're putting them, you're enticing them. Okay? But you know, they could say, even though I shouldn't eat this, I'm going to help that person who sent it to me fulfill the mitzvah by eating it. Yeah, you're enabling <laughs> that. That's exactly. That's another thing. So are, are it's an interesting question. Which he doesn't just by lift neighbor. That's the question. That's a very good question. That's a different question. Mom's sending like I know. If I would send, that's why I chose the sugar free for my mother. Because I know if I would send her, uh, you know, five pounds of hamatash, she'd eat them all. If, right. So, so that's a stumbling block. That's a very good point. So that's called a mitzvah babavera. So even if they eat, they eat them, it's worse because you're fulfilling a mitzvah through a sin. That's a very good but point. But then intent matters because maybe you don't even know they're diabetic. In which case, ah, well, in the case, my mother's case, I know she's diabetic. So I know whatever See, I said that she's going to so eat. Everything has to be gluten free, sugar free, like <laughs> no, everything. Free free. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you know, there's a problem. Like a dog cook. It tastes like a dog biscuit. It's really not that bad. <laughs> you, know, the, you don't need labels on food, you need labels on people. But more important, is it a gluten free it? it. What, what is is it gluten-free because that's socially appropriate now? Or is it because people Some people are very It's sensitive. the latest fad. It's, is that exceedingly few. They say it's just not healthy. But for those for few, all these people, you know, is that okay. inappropriate? Oh, so that's a very good point. So Dairy-free, gluten-free. bringing up, Eddie's bringing up sure. a good point, So which he, I don't think, he addresses here, which is in a case where you know they're going to eat it, so, you, so you're actually fulfilling your mitzvah through an avera because you're making them sin. They're prohibited from eating. The fact is, as we discussed many times, if the doctor tells someone, this is prohibited, and this can endanger your life, the person who, if you person eats that, the patient doesn't listen to the doctor, they violate a sin. It's prohibited, as we discussed two weeks ago, you have to watch your body, take care of yourself. So therefore, they violate a sin. By you sending them the, the goodies, you're enticing them. And that gets a little complicated. You know, diabetics, if they were to hear the appropriate diet, 90% of the time they'd be doing fine. I'm not so sure it's a sin on Purim to eat the strawberry shortcake. And I'm not sure you're really harming them if they eat the strawberry but shortcake on so Purim. We're going to get to that, by the way. give it for the purpose of harming them, or but suppose you, no, you but give it a purpose. There is another thing. Yeah, because they because wouldn't ordinarily eat it, but it's Purim. Okay, so once Purim, a year they eat it. They Big deal. It. And I then they have you. a harder time not eating but it the next day. But and the next day, there is a self-control. Self-control is not my issue. Right? The reason you do like it, it's a good point. They'll rationalize. It's Purim. I don't do this ordinarily. I'm going to do it. I love it. Then I would say that's a mitzvah. But if you if you do pig's knuckles. That's, not that's more problematic. But the pig knuckles was a gaff, gag gift to make everybody laugh. No one was talking. But, but, but he couldn't eat it. Can I fulfill my mitzvah? But the question is, did the mitzvah? Because he couldn't eat it. No, it fulfilled the mitzvah of making people joyous. Like, oh, how much they got me. But that's not the mitzvah. I almost got kicked out of the shoe. I was going to say. But uh, there's a point, so I'll just throw you something. I'll throw something else. What did your rabbi do about the pig knuckles? You just left and. He could have laughed and then he could have given it to the He laughed and grabbed him by the other. He put it on his mantle. Right. I don't know about that. What did he do with it? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's a long time ago. He threw him at Yosef. What if he ate it? What if he said? That's a problem. So I'll tell you, so all this same issue now that I'm thinking about it is the question, which is meaning relevant to part of two and for the Seder, meaning, as another thing is, that let's say you have an alcoholic coming to your Purim sure. feast or to your Pesach That's Seder. Because right. we're talking about enticement there, which you brought up. So once you brought that up, I'll throw in something else to the mix. So let's say I have an alcoholic coming to my Seder or to my Purim feast. Should I serve alcohol where there's a good chance this guy is going to yeah. drink? Or meaning, am I obligated? This is a new question. Meaning, am I obligated to? Uh, curtail my mitzvah, which is to drink wine and have alcohol, because someone else 
might have an issue with it. So it's sort of the sensitivity issue with gluten free, or meaning, words, do I have to, if someone's coming to me for my corn feast, do I have to, right, do I have to right. serve gluten free because otherwise they're going to have a problem? Meaning, meaning, do I have to, I'm curtailed by mitzvah. The mitzvah is to drink alcohol and purim. Now, this guy's an alcoholic. If I put down the bottle of, of uh, you know, wine on the he's table, there's a good chance right. he's going to drink it. So do I have to curtail my mitzvah because this guy yeah. has an issue? Because my friend has an issue. Or if my wife is pregnant, you invite me for Shabbat and you just serve grape juice. That means we can take this to well, the nth degree. Okay, that's the question. How politically correct do we have to be in our performance of mitzvahs? It goes back to the question before, not offending other people or, in this case, more than offending. You're meaning, this guy, I know he's in a 10-step program, and I know this guy has zero self-control. He's a 12-step. I, I only do the 10-step. Um, this guy's only in the 10-step one. Okay, and I know at, he's only at step two, and there's no way he's going to be able to control himself if I put down the bottle on the table. Do I have to not serve that for the sake of so that guy's... So you have to tell him and not invite him, is what you have to do. He's so coming, is my mother-in-law. So, so what's... My mother-in-law is in the program. So, so what's have the... Have to invite it's basically which mitzvah takes precedence. Don't put a stumbling That's block a versus versus. Excellent. So we'll get there. Drinking the good, booze. Good, good yes. answer. Okay, so let's get back. Let me let me first finish yeah. diabetic, and then we'll get. But it's a similar question here. Meaning, if I'm sending, I'm just bringing it up because you brought that up. I'm sending a diabetic to Shalmanis with the sugar, with with the major hamantashen, and I know they're going to eat it. Okay. A variation on this came up last night. I'm in a book club. And they're picking the next date, and they decided it would be April 18th, which is the last day of Pesach. And uh, they usually start at 7 o'clock. I said, you know, Passover doesn't end until around 8.30. So we can't go out and have dinner. I can't go out and have dinner. So, and these are mostly Jewish people. And so they decided, well, in deference to me, they would start dinner at 8, even though we can't eat till 8.30. Now, this, you know, this is... A conundrum. But in Israel, of course, everyone's already eating at that point. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So let's finish the, the diabetic here. Because okay, so, so now it's again. So he's bringing <laughs> Rabbi Newarth who says, don't, don't fulfill your mitzvah because there's no joy. If anything, you might cause pain. Then he brings another opinion. Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein, second paragraph. Amar, He says, no, you fulfill your mitzvah. It's not a problem. His proof is, He says, let's say I send someone a dairy shalachmanas. And I know he just ate meat. So he doesn't know when he can partake. It's right before his Purim Suda. He just ate meat. And now I'm sending him dairy. He can't eat this for his Purim feast. Right. So does he fulfill mitzvah? He says, of course he can. Of course he can? Yeah. He, he has fulfilled the mitzvah. He says, just because I'm saying, If I know he's having meat for his feast, he's not going to be able to have his dairy at his perm feast because his perm feast is having uh, meat. Meat. So you see from there, he says, you see from that, as long as this item is fit to be eaten by most people, it's an edible item for most people. Most it doesn't bother me whether the recipient himself can eat it or not. The Chazal Shekalim Shloch Manos and our sages who made this mitzvah, who invented this mitzvah, as Ron would say, um, they go with the majority, the norm, what the norm is. The norm is this is an edible product. So you're right, pig's knuckles, candy, no Jews can eat it. But if most people eat marshmallows, just because this guy can't eat marshmallows for whatever reason, and his doctor said he cannot have marshmallows, it's not your problem. The mitzvah, when Chazal invented a mitzvah, they go with the norm. Shalahem zu simcha, because for most people, this, it's joyous to receive, you know, That's sweets. That's a big statement. Bafilu im la'adam prate padavar enagorim simcha. Even if for this specific individual, it's not going to make him happy. Listen, here's the problem. Let him take Prozac. It's he's not going to make him happy. Well, the, the, that's not the general, nice the general takana, which means for the mitzvah, the general injunction that was do this mitzvah um, is majority. Is we go with the norm in society. Wow. So just because this guy's gluten free, it's not my problem. The Hiskim Imzu Hagadol Shalom says Rabbi Orbach agreed with him, with his with his ruling. That's not so weird. I mean, we don't stop celebrating Shabbat because somebody's in mourning, you know. Do well. The person who uh, 
Right, but the other you don't expect the rest of the world to do it. The same thing here. He's saying the rest of the world shouldn't have to. No, but you're sending it to this specific individual. Right, he's he's taking intent out of it completely. Yeah, I saw someone mention. Is there an obligation of the person who is gluten sensitive to not disrupt their to not disrupt the whole apple cart with their gluten sensitivity because he, despite the mm-hmm. fact that maybe all the other parties at the all the other Where individuals at the dinner <laughs> are not gluten sensitive and they were serving but, they were serving a gluten uh, a, a gluten laden uh, but, but there's a there's dish. a huge difference between Different. having 50 people there and one of them being gluten free and saying we're not going to punish the the 49 for that one and saying I'm I'm inviting somebody to dinner for my house, and they tell me I can't eat glutens. And then I I serve uh, only gluten pancakes for dinner. With that are that are there's so nothing there, there to eat a, but glutens. When, when does when does that when does the when does the when does fifty when does fifty become it's, what what. It's when it's when you do something despite somebody. There's there's no there's but they're no not, they're good. not saying spite here. They're saying if you want to give two presents, right. and you know those individuals quite well, you satisfy the mitzvah by giving a platter that is acceptable to most. They're, I, they're I think taking all the intent out of it, and when, you've checked when, off your box. When, when I was practicing, I used to give a bottle of Glenlivet to all of my referring doctors. And I knew oh, that a, a couple of them were alcoholics. That's a long time ago. It, it is a long time ago. <laughs> I used to do that, too. And, right, some were and, and some I'm of sure. them like vodka. They still got Glenlivet. I didn't right, specify, right. And, and I didn't, didn't say, right. I, I think I'll give chocolate-covered pecans to my alcoholic <laughs> referring <laughs> doctors. <laughs> so so that's, that's different than saying, I'm buying a gift just for this one person, and I know that this is an inappropriate gift for them, and, and it's going to cause harm, not good. I think that but that's you really inappropriate. Wait, you did you did know the individual doctors, in, that, in your example. Yeah. You I did mean, know, I like, know, these and two I bought docs. a case, and I gave it to them because they all knew everybody else was getting one. They were all chums, and I wasn't going to single them out and say, "You're but, an alcoholic." But, so. but you would you would assume that you would get a check mark as far as a mitzvah. brownie points. The, the scoring I, I, I scored brownie points with my referring doctors because I spent forty two dollars. Sure, sure, sure. Them. But I'm saying in that example that you're bringing up, you so. knew that you were giving yes. something that was unhealthy or whatever for that individual. Yes, but I also no, knew that they would be insulted. No, no I understand from a social yeah. perspective. So so there but let's there, say there it was, privately. If, let's if say it was I private. would never give a bottle of Glenlivet as an individual gift to only one person sure. that I knew, number one, preferred vodka. Right. I would go buy vodka if I was going to give them one gift. Or if I knew they were an alcoholic and I didn't want, and they were trying to stop, I would get them chocolate-covered pecans or something else. Make I wouldn't them give better. them a bottle of booze. Right, right, right. Well, which is worse, you know, who knows? Liver versus but In this example... Yeah. There's, there, the implication can be interpreted to mean that you really cannot know enough about a recipient to satisfy all their desires. Like, exactly. who knew we just ate meat? And, well, and therefore, it's fine to give exactly. them exactly. In generally, exactly. a mitzvah, we have a, we, have a, we have a principle, which is the mitzvah is given to the masses. We don't start individualizing the mitzvah. Saying, For this guy, but this, this is this different guy. than what Ed was no, suggesting. Like any Ed, Ed's suggestion is sensitive to the individual that you get credit for the mitzvah based on the recipient's needs. What you're saying now is that is actually this irrelevant. Is saying that. Yes. It's irrelevant. What is relevant is the majority. What's the norm? Yes. What's the the well, norm is this makes people happy just because this guy no, no, it's not, has no yes. It's just because not, this guy can't doesn't get happy from this. It's not my issue. But you still get credit. Yes. That's my point. Yes. That's what I'm That's saying. That's a disopinion thing. Well, there, there's different opinions. It's a thought, it's a thought that counts. But if it's a nefarious reason you're yeah. giving it's it. I'm not saying nefarious. I'm just saying. No, he's not even saying that. You could be. I'm right. just saying you're doing it. No. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Thoughtlessly. You're just yeah, doing right. it. 
That's what he brings, by the way, this, would be a he quotes this here. I, um, I think mitzvahs in general are very dry and not caring. Interesting footnote. But, but I know that we, in a modern way, want to overlay a, a good feeling on top of it because it feels good in our modern intellectualization. This is a huge issue, like compassion versus justice. And they say if you have often too much compassion, you don't get justice. If you have too much justice, you don't get any compassion. Yeah. This is the same sort of issue writ small. Yeah. I mean, is, is it compassion for me to reach in your pocket and take money out to give to my favorite charity? Exactly. So is let, this is the English version. By the way, this guy the, who wrote this book plagiarized it. Not plagiarized. He's, he's quoting him in the footnotes <laughs> from this guy, this famous book that we've used in the past. Which, so he actually, he's the one who asked the questions to the rabbi. So he says like this, I, I wondered, um, he's, he's going on this halacha, everyone is obligated to send a friend two portions of meat of, or other foods. Okay? I wondered whether one has fulfilled the mitzvah of sending gifts of food to a friend if the friend is medically forbidden to eat the food. For example, a box of chocolates to a diabetic when both the sender and the recipient are aware of the diagnosis. Pitzchei Tshuva writes that the main reason for the mitzvah is to give joy. It would appear that since the diabetic will have no joy in receiving the gift, and on the contrary will possibly even be embittered by it, the sender will not have fulfilled the mitzvah. So Renur Shlotter agreed with me. That's what he's quoting. And then he says, however, if Zilberstein wrote to me that the opinion is this, of Tosfot, that if one does not listen to a doctor, he's not considered too much of a wrongdoer. And it's not the end of the world. You don't listen to your doctor. Yeah. would also apply yeah. here. Since we're the diabetic, were the diabetic to eat the chocolates, it would not make him dangerously ill, as you were saying. Exactly. Therefore, the it might give him joy. The sender <laughs> fulfills his obligation. He also asked rhetorically, um, quote-unquote, if the receiver had eaten a meat meal towards the end of the perm and then received dairy food, the sender not have fulfilled the obligation? Obviously not. So he was supplying that here. It would appear that when Chazal instituted this mitzvah, he did so on a general basis, obliging one to send gifts of food which most people would be happy to receive even if a particular individual would not so he likes Chardonnay and I sent him a cab you know does that mean I haven't fulfilled my mitzvah that's ridiculous obviously it makes sense Chazal is not going to say you have to send this guy a Chardonnay and this guy you know, know a cab I'm saying you have to find out like he's saying you got to call his wife find out what he wants you know it's rational it may not be you know, ideal but it's rational anyway meaning it, there's a general mitzvah send the guy things it'll make him happy listen this guy has is he, he's in therapy because he wants uh, his parents abused him that's not my fault but he's not going to be happy uh, no I mean you could easily argue of, uh, you could argue in favor of Ed's position and you could say that that is not correct what you just read yes so the other people do so listen so I applied to Abzobishlein and I spoke that I I spoke to Rebbech, who agreed with him. That's what, that's what he was quoting here. But nevertheless, I had difficulty, like you're saying, understanding the halach. This guy, this guy's writing himself. So Rav Nuresh wrote to me that the Shara writes that if one sends a food gift to a friend on Purim with the condition that he return it to him, right? Let's <laughs> say so I said, so I just want to fill it in yeshiva. We used to do this because he can't afford right. things. So you give the guy and then he give it back to you. He, so you both fulfill the mitzvah. You give him an M&M and a raisin. Okay, you have to send two food things, and then he gives you to you back. So you both fulfill the mitzvah. That's it. You're done for the day. Go to sleep for the rest of the day. Okay, so or you get drunk. <laughs> I mean, it actually, it becomes silly. You get, but you, you get, get your drunk. Check mark. Right, exactly. Okay, you get I drunk get for the rest. Of the day. So now, but that only counts so he says. So the pischetshuva, the shayetshuva writes that you haven't fulfilled your obligation. If I give someone, <laughs> it's what's called the matana amenat laharzir, um, which means a gift on the condition that he gives it back. Yeah. Okay, so you haven't fulfilled your mitzvah. Okay, because obviously the guy's not going to have any joy from it. The purpose is joy, so you, so you haven't fulfilled your mitzvah. I give someone the gift and say it's stipulation to give it back. He's getting joy from giving the mitzvah, doing the mitzvah. He's no. getting a lot of joy. Well, he doesn't say he's doing the mitzvah, but... but I mean, the, you each no, have to give a gift. So the Shari says you haven't fulfilled your mitzvah. So similarly, he says the Orcha Chaim writes, the one who eats kosher bread baked by non-Jew sends it to someone who does not eat it. Right, there's, a, there's a stringency only eat what's called Pat Yisrael. So let's say you send someone that on per, who's, who won't eat that bread, who has that stringency, um, he has not fulfilled his obligation since the receiver will not have any joy from it, even though in certain cir circumstances it is permissible to eat bread. Um, also states in all that. Um, so yeah, what about like this? He says an interesting question. The Chayadim discusses if a small gift, so let's say, does that mean, let's say I'm sending a you know, guy who's a millionaire, I'm sending him a box of raisins and M&M's. So does that mean I haven't fulfilled my mitzvah? Because for him, it's like it's no joy in it. He's not going to get any joy. No, do I have to give the gift based on the status of the person? 
I had a rich person, I got to Personalize the mitzvah. Right, meaning, meaning to have a fulfill my mitzvah, I'm giving a very wealthy person, you know, a cheap, you know, six dollar bottle of wine. He's going he's gonna to give it to his, to his uh, driver, you know, to the Uber guy as a tip. He's not, there's no way, well, that, I maybe mean, he's getting something from it. But point is, he's not getting any joy. Do I have to, is it a sliding scale mitzvah? He is getting joy. He's, you, he's giving it, he's, he's seeing the smile on the face of his Uber driver. Okay, no, so that, that's a bad example. Let's say it's such a cheap bottle of wine, you know, there's no way. The guy just chucks it in there and he won't touch the stuff. Won't let it in his house. It's embarrassing. So he says, so he says, the Chayalim says, the sender has not fulfilled his obligation, according to this thing, since the receiver will not have any joy from it. It is, Shalach Manas is on a sliding scale. If someone appreciates a finer food, then you got to send them finer foods. Because you're just going to send them a bag of marshmallows, according to this opinion, he's saying you haven't fulfilled. It's a good thing Bill Gates is not Jewish. Okay, I hear he likes marshmallows. Thus, we see that to fulfill one's obligation, the gift must give joy. Therefore, concludes Rav Norishlita, whoever sends a sugar cake or the like to a diabetic has not fulfilled his obligation. For how is this different than the example given above? And you. Um, how? How? Again, it must give joy. So, you know, if somebody buys, every time someone gives me something that I have absolutely no use for, I'm very happy that they, that you, th I'm happy that you thought enough of me to buy me this, uh, this fruit, to <laughs> give me this fruit cake. Thank you so much for that fruit cake. Isn't that nice? That's, that's the flaw in the argument. You really, right. joy is completely subjective. Yeah, it's a, but so for one diabetic, what you give him may cause pain, the other might cause a lot of joy. So it's just like you're saying, it's very subjective. If some lady... If some Gentile patient brings me a homemade fruitcake for Christmas, I am so happy that even though I'm happy and I say thank you so much for this. Now I may hey, give, turn around and give it to the receptionist. To you're happy home. that you now you, you see the patient likes you and they continue coming to you. I'm happy, happy. And I'm also happy that you thought enough yeah, of me to gesture. make me this fruitcake. I'll sure. give it to the receptionist, but sure. that's not the, I mean, the that's the, not the purpose. The, hey, well, no, I, I think, I I think the purpose laughing. of giving you the fruitcake was to bring you joy, yes. not not and to I, make sure that you like yeah, fruitcake and, and you eat it. And and I, I and, and so that that is a she, legitimate. And she brought me joy by bringing me the fruitcake. It just so happened that I gave it to the legitimate gift for the that's, majority. Right, I, I got gifts like that all the time. I couldn't but, possibly. But that's eat very all different than saying. But Look, you, I, you appreciate like, them. Oh, I want I to give him them. something that I know he'll regret that I gave it to him. That's very different. So, th is there an implied obligation of the recipient to be appreciative? Well, if there are men, yes. Well, you so know, it, it conceptually, gratitude is an extremely yeah. important trait to cultivate. Right, but I'm saying that. I mean, there's but no I'm particular. Not sure it's a mitzvah, but, but no, it gratitude is a mitzvah. Is so, is so mitzvah. I wanted it's to just it's ask. Uh, one of the attributes of, a, of God we're supposed to emulate. It is a, it's a technical Gratitude. So, I wanted yeah, to ask you the question because you, you mentioned that it, it's it's no mitzvah to give a gift if the pre-agreed notion is that they're going to give it back to you. That same gift, to give you something right. else. So how does that differ from getting the, the leavened bread out of the house by selling it to the rabbi and then having it back at oh, the yeah. end? That's no, because again, it's specific. It's a it's very one good legal question. Fiction That's a legal, legal no, but this is not a legal fiction. The point is here: the stated purpose is for joy. You say so. There's no joy if it's legal. You did the, the person acquired the gift. He lifted it up. He, you know, it says legally he owns it. Now he gives you back the M and M and the raisin. So now legally you own it. So legally everything happened there. Okay, but there was no joy in that. That's the point. So that's the only issue. Pesach is not about joy. Pesach is not a joyous holiday. So, so it's it's having a, um, having the Pesach, a, the issue is you just legally, you just legally have to get rid of your chametz. Okay, that's the halacha. So legally, even though it's uh, like Ron saying, maybe you want to call it legal fiction, but it's legal by the state of text. My contract for chametz that I use for people to sell their chametz says, according to the laws of the state of Texas, and I had an attorney review the contract. It's a valid contract during those eight days of Passover. The, the non-Jew owns the chametz legally. He could technically come into your home, take the scotch out of your liquor cabinet, and you can't arrest him. You can't have arrested him. He has a contract saying this belongs to him. 
you can shoot him for trespassing, but there's a difference. <laughs> you better not come in my house for the. So we had this young drug rep moves. who wanted to bring us goodies to my office, and my staff tells tells uh, the young drug that I keep kosher. So it's around Pesach, right? So the young drug drug rep, nice young girl, she goes to three brothers to get some kosher cupcakes for Pesach. <laughs> What she, she brings all these cupcakes, we open the box, on that. top of all the cupcakes is Easter eggs, uh, <laughs> bunny rabbits. And wait, three brothers, they didn't sell kosher for Passover. Huh? There's no, they don't make any kosher. No, no, style I, kosher. No, no, I, it was before Passover, so oh. um, she wanted to <laughs> 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 all this Easter stuff, which is kosher. So let's, let's just that's summarize that's here. So the last thank program. you very much. Of course. Yeah, and I can eat it, and I ate it. It's kosher. So summarize, because we're out of time, summary, sikum. <coughs> so he gives you a nice summary here. That rova poskim, according to most opinions, most authorities, mutu l'shloch m'shloch manos, shabo minimitika, you can send, it is m'shloch manos, that has sweets, shecholo sukarot, eina yachalachal, even though the diabetic recipient cannot eat them. According to most opinions, it's fine. Tav bishabederach klal, eim bezebaya, even though generally, and this is where you're going to get into your point, there's no problem with it. As, as Shelley said, they, even diabetics eat sweet things sometimes. I can attest to that. But still, the, you have to be careful. If this person is going to be offended by your gift, and he's or not offended, that's a bad word, because that's the politically correct. We're saying, the point is, he's going to have pain. He gets his beautiful box of barns, and this guy, actually, he's going to have problem self-control, and it's going to cause him pain, because he can't eat it. Cause the opposite of joy. He's sending it to a young, let's say, a young person who's a diabetic, a juvenile diabetic, who can't, it's very hard for him to control himself. So an adult, okay, so he doesn't have the chocolate. He'll live, he'll get through the day. But you send it to a 10-year-old, who has a problem with self-control? Um, can't eat sugary foods. It's going to be tough for this kid, and he's not going to have a good day because of your gift. Um, the, his situation will cause him sadness. Then you should hold back from sending those gifts. Specific ones. Specific for that recipient, Samech at Libo Bissim Chadapurim to gladden his heart with the joy of Purim. Thank you very much. So we quote Rabbi, Rabbi Obama who said, Don't do stupid stuff. Alright. Okay. Um, hopefully, next week we will be here next week. Happy Purim, Kelly. Yeah. 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 So, what is it about next week? The milk is going to be here. Recovering from the sugar. It's a mitzvah to have a seder on the first and second nights, or at least. You have been listening to the MP3 project from the Jewish Ethic Institute. For a complete selection of our lectures, please visit our website at j-ethics.org. Shalom. Shalom.